If Abe Lincoln had been a marketing manager today, well, the U.S. would be a whole lot worse off. But if he were, he might say, you can please some of your customers all of the time, and all of your customers some of the time. But if you try to please all of your customers all of the time, you'll please no one. What's a company to make of that? If your customers have a choice in who they buy from, you're competing for their attention by differentiating from your competitors. But customers is not a monolithic block. Those who buy from you have a number of different motivators, which are likely changing all the time. If you try to follow the changing whims of anyone who will buy from you, you're headed into dangerous and expensive territories. There are a ton of differentiation strategies out there. The, the one I like best is Tracy and Wiersma's The Discipline of Market Leaders from 2007. The reason I like it is that it simplifies the complexity of markets down to something understandable and something the customer is seeking while still providing a guide to creating value for the customers you choose to have. Now, let's bear in mind George Box's aphorism that all models are wrong, but some are useful. I don't know if their model is the ultimate description of the buyer's brains, but I will tell you that over many years, it leads to a lot of aha moments for my clients with subsequent clarification on what they should be working towards and what they should not. So it seems useful to me, at least. Tracy and Wiersma propose that customers are primarily seeking the best provider of one of these three things when they're deciding if they'll buy your product or service. They are operational excellence, the lowest total cost through the lifetime of the product, product leadership, the new product that you can only get from one company, and best total solution, the customized solution for their individual needs. Imagine a customer who's looking for a hamburger. How do these different categories affect my business? A customer looking for the lowest total cost hamburger is seeking a low cost in time and money. The company that can provide that the best will be the most attractive and will likely get their business. Now, if I want to create an operational excellence business, I'm probably looking at standardizing my operations and innovating how I can reduce cost everywhere in the process. I'm going to hire people who like to look for ways of making hamburgers faster and cheaper and driving out waste. I probably don't give my frontline workers a lot of choices in how they do things, so I reward them for following the rules. I'm going to buy equipment that is reliable. I make a profit by relentlessly reducing costs so that I can continue to offer the lowest price in the market. A customer looking for a product leader in hamburgers is looking for the next big thing and is willing to pay a little more for it. My product leadership business will invest in creating new and different hamburgers that no one ever asked for, but my customers want once they see it. Vegan bacon lobster hamburgers, here we come. I hire people who like trying new things out and who enjoy constantly adjusting their process to accommodate these new things. We have management that responds quickly to new trends and communicates that across all of our locations. We only standardize where we must. My frontline employees are the source of many new ideas, so I train them to be intrapreneurs. I make a profit by charging a premium for that hamburger that no one else makes and that my customers absolutely must have. Finally, a customer looking for a best total solution experience is looking for customization when they order a hamburger. My business is going to be designed to get very close to the customer so that I know what they want sometimes even before they do. Maybe we greet you by name and start your usual order right as you walk into the restaurant. I'm going to innovate in creating processes that handle whatever unique combination of features my customers need. I need to place a lot of trust and training in my front line. They are the way that my business fulfills that customer experience and they need to be empowered to do so. We will need to be willing to suffer a short-term loss in order to earn a lifetime customer.
Our product is crafted to the requirements of the customer and they can't get that experience anywhere else. I make my profit by charging a high premium for that experience. Key to Tracing Wurzma's model is that a company needs to strive to be the best in only one of these three areas, but it can't ignore the other two. It needs to maintain parity with other companies in those areas. So the operational excellent hamburger joint can't just say that there is no customization. The product leadership restaurant can't just ignore process efficiency and the best total hamburger experience can't charge unreasonable amounts for their food. I've always imagined this on a three axis plot. Hey, I'm an engineer, you can't blame me. Imagine three axes on an equilateral triangle. On the outside is a larger equilateral triangle and on the inside is a smaller equilateral triangle. Each of the axes is labeled with one of the three methods for strategic differentiation, operational excellence, best total solution, and product leadership. If you mark the location of a business that excels at operational excellence and meets the parity requirements of the other two areas, you would have a point on the big triangle under operational excellence and two points on the little triangle for product leadership and best total solution. Imagine coloring that area blue. Well, the blue area could be thought of as resources the business is devoting to the three different ways to differentiate. This company is excelling in operational excellence, but maintaining parity in product leadership and best total solution. Doing business is hard and the pressure to sell something, anything, is immense. There's pressure to go after customers that are not aligned with our area of expertise and differentiation. This assumes that all revenue is good revenue. There are a couple of problems with this, however. Remember those different businesses we built for hamburgers? The processes, intention, innovation, even the types of employees we wanted were completely different. If my operational excellence hamburger joint wants to start appealing to customers focused on product leadership, we're gonna have to start allocating resources to developing new hamburgers. But I don't have infinite resources, so that probably means reallocating them from some other areas. If I can then see the opportunity to get more business by improving the customer's experience as a best total solution, I have to reallocate more resources to that. In the end, in my pursuit of more customers, my allocation might end up looking like a blue triangle that doesn't touch any of the high points of the three axes. The problem here is that by going after these new customers, I've become less attractive to the ones I already had by losing my market leadership and operational excellence. At the same time, I'm trying to appeal to the product leadership and best total solution market segments, but I'm not the leader in that either. So those customers seeking that prefer my competitors that are. On top of all of that, I've had to build product leadership and customer experience infrastructure in parallel to the operational excellence ones I had. So everything costs more and I have the wrong types of employees. I have taught to have the wrong mindset and have given the wrong training as well. The sad irony is I thought I had to do that to gain more market segments and make more money, but I end up losing to my competitors in all three models of differentiation. Trying to be everything to everyone means that I'm no one's first choice. And that is the discipline in the title, The Discipline of Market Leaders. It is the discipline to know your business, know your customers, and have the ability and strength to say no when tempted to pursue customers that are outside your business differentiation model. The irony is that you really can't afford to take their money because if you do, you'll be spending more money to lose your other customers. In the end, good old marketing Abe turned out to be right. Companies need the discipline to choose and excel in one aspect of what potential customers are looking for, one of the three models above, while maintaining parity in the other. 
Sadly, in most companies, Abe is rewarded for increasing revenue, not profit, and so has the incentive to ignore all this and grab any customer he can get in the door. Abe gets to buy himself another new boat while the business is left trying to figure out how they are making less profit while bringing in more revenue. 